possess the promise, possess the promise, we are well able. That's what I'm going to talk to you about for the next little bit. Numbers chapter 13, verse 16. These are the names of the men Moses sent to scout out the land. Moses gave Joshua, or Hoshea, the son of Nun, a new name, Joshua. His name went from salvation to God is salvation. When Moses sent them off to scout out Canaan, he said, Go up through the Negev and, and then into the hill country. Look the land over. See what it's like. Assess the people. Are they strong or weak? Are there few or many? Observe the land. Is it pleasant or harsh? Describe the towns where they live. Are they open camps or fortified with walls? And the soil, is it fertile or barren? Are there forests? And try to bring back a sample of the produce that grows there. This is the season for the first ripe grapes. The Lord keeps, he's on me about something. I want to read something to you that has to do with this, but it's on my phone. So give me one second because this is important. This is where we're headed, okay? I'm going to lay this thing out for you. Just give me one second. Who loves Jesus the most? Yes, bless you. I want you, I want you to hear this. This is where True Vine's headed. The prophet perceives better pastures over the next mountain. The apostle says... Let's all go and check it out. Let's go now. The evangelist shares the word with everyone around. The pastor makes sure everyone has enough provision for the road while the teacher prepares maps and a description of the history of the land they will cross. We need the beautiful gift of the fivefold equipping arm of the church returned because the church has been stuck in the pastoral paradigm and given everyone on ministry teams the title of pastor. While pastors are invaluable heroes in the kingdom, we will never see church reformation or cultural transformation until the apostles, prophets, evangelists, teachers, and pastors arise. Did you know that by, did you know that by calling I am not a pastor? Don't say amen too loud. He hurt my feelings. <laughs> and that's not what I'm called to. That's, a, that's an office I'm walking in for the time being, but that's really not what I'm called to. Did you know that? But the Lord has been over time, you know, I, I love the movie The Karate Kid, and the, 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 even the new one, but the old Karate Kid. You know what's so great about it is when the Karate Kid is learning karate, he doesn't know that he's learning karate. You know, you know, no, you paint the fence. Well, can I just paint it this way? But you do it this way, you know. Wax the car. Wax on, wax off, daniel son. Who remembers? Oh, my God. You remember daniel and so he's, 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 he's frustrated, he's irritated, and he's like, what am I learning? And finally, uh, finally, Mr. Miyagi says, Daniel-san, he said, show me wax on. And he goes to punch him, and Daniel blocks it, and he doesn't know that the whole time he was training for what he didn't know he was training for. Did you know that all of you guys have been training for positions and, and, and leadership that you didn't know you've been training for? When we walk into the next of God, when we walk, Mark and I talked about this. I love a phrase he used. This is not, he said, it's not about monuments. This is a movement. Oh, man, it was so good. I said, Mark, can I use that? He said, yeah, sure, whatever, you know. But, but that when we move into the next of what God has, and a lot of that is happening on the outside too, it's, all, it's time for all of us that have been equipped to stand up. Look, what if God did bring into us such a rush of growth there's not going to be two or three of us that can handle that kind of growth. 
But if we all walk in our places, if we all step up into the fullness of what we're called to and possibly step out of what we're not called to to make room for those that are. I want to say this and I want you to listen to me. If the Lord chooses, and I don't, there's nothing in my mind, so I'm not talking about you, in, at least in my mind. If the Lord chooses to move where you are into somewhere else, it's not a demotion. It's not, you're not being demoted. If I were to come to you, and I'm not, and I were to come and say, she's not in here. Nanny, uh, I really feel like your, your forte is here. This is what the Lord's saying. What do you feel about that? Because, and we could put this other person in the nursery. That would not be a, that's not a demotion. That's actually a promotion because you're promoting people to where they belong and where they fit and where they're going to be a blessing to God and to themselves and to people. And do you know that people, people that minister from their passion, it never, is, it never becomes a job. If you're ministering from, from a place of a job because it's something you will do, you don't really want to do it, then, then over time it just wears on you until you just get burnt out. But you don't get burnt out if you're operating in what you're called to in your passion. Hello? So, so uh, all of you, you've been training for raining, and we're getting ready, we're, so we're going to walk into that. You're not going to see this. I won't be up there every Sunday preaching a 45-minute or hour or two-hour message. I may not even, I may not even be do, doing praise and worship. It may, I want all of us to operate in our callings and our giftings together. And if, 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 if Camby were to say, I need to speak, or whoever, that's, what's gonna, that's what church is going to look like for us. The way it was always supposed to look. Verse 24, 23 or 21. So Moses sends these spies on their way, and with that they were on their way. They scouted out the land from the wilderness of Zen as far as Rehob towards, um, towards Lebohamath. Their, their route went through the Negev desert to the town of Hebron. I'm trying to get through all this. Uh, the descendants of Anak lived there. Anak was a giant. Hebron had, built, had been built seven years before Zoan in Egypt. When they arrived there, they cut off a branch with a single cluster of grapes, and it took two men to carry it. Grapes the size of grapefruit. It took two men to carry it, slung on a pole. They also picked up some pomegranates and figs. That would preach in itself. Grapes, pomegranates, and figs, but not for today. They named the, they named the place the Grape Cluster Valley because of the huge cluster of grapes they had cut down there. After 40 days of scouting out the land, they returned home. They presented themselves before Moses and Aaron and the whole congregation of the people of Israel in the wilderness at Kadesh. And they reported to the whole congregation and showed them the fruit of the land. Then they told the story of their trip. We went to the land to which you sent us, and all oh, does it flow with milk and honey. Just look at this fruit. The only thing is that the people who live there are fierce. Their cities are huge and well fortified. And worse yet, we saw descendants of the giant Anak. Amalekites are spread out in the, the Hittites, the Jebusites, the Amorites hold the hill country, and the Canaanites are established on the Mediterranean Sea and along the Jordan. So here's, I just want to, let me just, let me just tell the story, okay? You think about this. Now these are, these are the children of Israel that lived their whole time in Egypt. Most of them probably still wore scars on their back from the whip of their taskmasters. Their fathers all were slaves. And their grandfathers were slaves. For over 400 years, everyone that was a descendant of Abraham, the children of Israel, they were slaves. And all they knew was slavery. They had never owned a single thing. 
Fast forward, now they're in a wilderness. They've come out. They've seen 10 ridiculously miraculous plagues that were put upon the Egyptians to bring them free. God splits the Red Sea. They walk across. They turn around because God spoke to Moses and said, the enemy that you see now before you, you will see again no more forever. And the walls of the Red Sea come crashing down upon their enemies and they behold this magnificent sight. And now they're walking through this desert and they come upon a place that God has promised them because he said, I'll give you a land flowing with milk and honey. It will be an inheritance for you because you're my nation, you're my children, you're my people. And so they're sitting with their children and they're hearing about something for the first time that they've never seen. Wives rubbing the backs of their husbands. They can feel the scars on their backs. And they're excited and they're giddy. And they're like, come here, come here, come here. And they call their children to them and say, listen to this. This is what God is going to give us. This is what he's about to do for us. We're finally going to have a place of our own. We're finally going to walk into what he promises. It's him that promises, listen, listen. And then they hear about a land flowing with milk and honey. A land that was so so fruitful that it took two grown men to carry one cluster of grapes. Can you imagine that? And so you can imagine what it's like for the mothers that hope for better for their children, that begin to cry and say, my my children will not not know the whip of a taskmaster and they're not going to starve out here in the wilderness. They're going to have their own home, a lush land, a fruitful land, and they're listening. And these 10 spies say up and say, it's wonderful, but we'll never get it. They're giants over there. They're huge. It's Anak. This guy's 9, 10, 12 feet tall. His descendants live there. And their walls are fortified. Here we are. We, I mean, we were barely removed from slavery. And you're telling us we're going to take... Finally, thank God, there was, a, there was a man named Caleb, whose name literally means a dog, who stood up with Joshua and literally says, Shut up! Don't listen to what they're saying. We are well able to take the land. We can go in and possess it. The other ten said, we, in, their, in their sight, we're but grasshoppers. We're but food for them. We go in and try to take the land. They're going to eat us alive is, what the, is literally what, what these ten spies said. I challenge any of you, it's, although it's written in the Bible, I challenge any of you to tell me the name of one of the ten that said they couldn't. Anybody want to guess the two that said we can You know those names. Because people with can-do spirits that conquer lands, their names are remembered throughout the generations. And Caleb stands up and says, are you kidding me? Did you not see the size of these grapes? Did you not see the, did you not hear me say milk and honey? And by the way, the Lord loves us. He says that. He said, the Lord loves us. Look what he did in bringing us out of Egypt. Look what he did in burying Pharaoh's army in the Red Sea. Look what he's done. And he's promised us the land. So let's go take it. Yes, it's going to require work. And yes, it's going to require sacrifice. And yes, there's going to be a fight. But we are well able. It is time to possess the land. So what, there are giants in the land. Greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world. And the promise is only as good as the promiser. And the promiser said, I will give you a land for an inheritance flowing with milk and honey. We found the promise, now let's go take it. Something came over me Friday. 
Something came, incredibly Friday, when I told the story to my brother and my mother and a few that I talked to, uh, when, when it ca we ca came over, I said, you know what, we're going to do this. It, it's, it, we're, we're taking it. We're going to do this. We're do I'm just going to text him right now. I had no, no idea that I would even say anything about it. And the guy comes back and says, man, yeah, I'm excited for y'all. How about you start having your services there in December? We'll work out the details. I mean, that's a God thing. That's a God thing. Guys, we're well able. That is just a way to facilitate who we are. That will not become our identity. It will be a part of our testimony. But that is just a way to facilitate who we are and what God wants to do through us. To be clear, the building will never be our identity because we're not identified by things we have, but who has us. But God will use that place to facilitate what he wants to do through us. And when it's time to grow, we grow. When the cloud moves, we move. And he's moving. It's about two miles from here. I don't even have time for all these notes. I don't need all these notes. You got that? You still working on it? Bring it to me. The pledge right now is $21,235. Are you serious? You got to stand up and bless God for this. We were sitting on $3,000-ish before the seven fifty. I told them about the seed. Yes. So what's that number? Do you remember? 22? Yes. So we're at, at 23,005, essentially. Whose phone is this? <laughs> Sorry. So we're at 23,005 in a day. Going to take more, but we're well able. I, I'm not discouraged. I'm completely encouraged. Yeah. What we're going to do is we're going to put this. Where's that basket? The empty basket. No, no, I want, the, I want the basket up here. As a matter of fact, I won't leave it on the basket. I want all of you that believe in what God's going to do here, I want all of you up front. And we're, going to, we're just going to pray over this. You know what Jesus does? Jesus looks at a little boy that has a couple of fishes and some bread and says, just give me what you got. I'll bless it. I'll multiply it, and it'll be enough. If he can feed 5,000 men besides women and children with a couple of fishes and some loaves, I'm sure he's going to be fine with this right here. That's, that is incredible. You're to be commended. That's all. Come on, Mark. Get up there and put your hands on, this, on these envelopes. Hey, sweetheart. If you can get your hands up there on them, get your hands up there on them. Stay down here. Stay down here. No, get over there, Mom. you got to be over there. No, there's no one more important than, than the next. There's just certain people that I saw. Get your hands on those envelopes. Hey, Brian. Thank you, Father, right now. We bless this gift. Okay, now I'll go up. It's okay. We bless this now in the name of Jesus, Lord. We bless these pledges. And Lord, we believe, Father, that the fullness of, of, of the, not just the pledge, but the fullness of the purchase price, including what we need for the, for the chairs and things inside, that it comes, Father, that it comes in a timely manner. I thank you for that in the name of Jesus. Speak to the hearts of those, Father, 
uh, that have not that that have not that have not heard about this, Lord, that they would already have it in their heart to give, Lord. And everyone that has pledged this, Lord, let it be an easy thing for them, Father. Let it not be hard. Let it not put their family in, distra- in, in distress, Father. But that w- it would be an easy thing, Father. I bless you and thank you for this right now. I thank you for our home. I thank you that you're giving us our place. I thank you, Father, that you're opening up the vision, Father. I thank you that you're putting us in high gear, Lord, so that we can not walk but run into the fullness of what you have for us, Lord. We thank you, Father. We will use this place for the glory of the kingdom and, uh, and Lord, for raising up your name and raising up a standard here in Statesville, that Statesville will be synonymous with the glory. It will be synonymous with the glory. I thank you for that in Jesus' name. Right now, we give you praise. We give you blessings. We give you honor. Let this be, Lord, the start, Father, of the building of the faith of this church to see how how faithful you are and in keeping your word and we thank you for that in Jesus name in Jesus name in Jesus name thank you Lord anybody got something to say over it you can say it this is exciting this is exciting thank you Jesus thank you Jesus oh thank you Lord Yes. Okay. That's right. That's right. That's exactly right. I remember we talked about it on the, on the text or phone. In the name of Jesus, Father, I thank you for this seed, Lord. Whatever glory is upon the ground here, Lord, in Jesus' name, because she's given her seed to the ground, Lord, we declare and command a harvest back into her life, Father, that you would give her the opportunity, Lord, the blessing and the way, Father, and make it easy for her, for her family to have their home in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. She she named her seed and there it is. Thank you, Lord. Yes, ma'am. We are well able. I want to read the rest of this. We can do this. This is our land, so let's take it. I'm here to tell you that all that God has promised is ours for the taking. Spirit, soul, mind, and body, we are well able. When the enemy comes and says it won't work, your reply is, we are well able. When the enemy comes and says circumstances have lined up against you, we're going to respond but we're well able. When the question of how can I receive all that God has for me, we reply, yes. Let's take up the promise. The promise is only as good as the promiser. Possessing a land looks like work, but we're well able. Possessing the promise will take some fight, but we are well able. Possessing the promise will require the death of apathy and laziness, but we are well able. Possessing a land is gonna cause sacrifice, but we are well able. We are well able. This is how we partner in bringing heaven to earth. This is how we partner with God, with making sure that the earth is filled, not just with the glory of God, but with the knowledge of the glory of God. Say with me, we're well able. 
Whoever believes it the most, jump to your feet and said, we are well able. We are well able, guys. We're well able. We, we are well able. God is going to establish such a prophetic community in Statesfield that nothing will stand before us all the days of our lives. As a matter of fact, he has already established it. What this is for is to show those around that my signature and my signet is upon their hand and upon their forehead. I have blessed True Vine, and I'm gonna cause them to shine from the top of the hill so that all the nations of the earth will see my glory resides in Statesville. Oh, the prophet's here now. You know what Statesville being synonymous with the glory looks like? It looks like a family of believers loving, <laughs> loving the hell out of Statesville. I literally mean love the hell out of them. Love them into their, and I'm not cussing, I don't, 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 please don't think, I'm not cussing. Loving the death realm out of them, loving condemnation out of them, loving everything that the enemy has said, loving it off of them. Do you know what, you know what was one of the most powerful things at our conference when, when the fathers came to the front and said, you know what, there's going to be a community of fathers that are going to reach out to fatherless boys and girls and they're going to feel the love of a father for the first time. There's a community of mothers in here. There's a community of mothers in Israel that are going to reach out to this community and love, the, love those that have been motherless, that have not received the love of a mother. And they're going to know for the first time what it's like to have their hearts embraced by a loving father and a loving mother. We're not having services on Sunday. God's not giving us a building to have services on Sunday but so he can facilitate the transferring of the wealth of heaven into the earth. And a, and, a, and, a, and, a, and a company of prophetic sons and daughters looks like loving the community. That's what we're going to do. I'm, I, I couldn't be more excited. I mean, I really, I, I'll be completely honest with you. When, when he texted me back that, I went out to where I was working and the front yard has an acre and I just started running. And Jake looked at me like, what are you doing? I said, I don't know. I just need to go run or something. I'm excited. You know what, you know what else is going to be crushed in this church? The spirit of skepticism. And what happens is over time, you know what the Lord spoke to me. I want to tell you this because this has to do with our building. So back in the spring, the Lord came over me. We, met, we had a board, a board meeting when we knew the building would be available or thought it would be. And we made an offer based on what we thought we could pay. It was a crazy thing. It was going to be stretched and I wasn't sure that we could do it. But this is what. And the Lord said, you need to write them a letter and tell them who you are. And you're going to sow a $500 seed into their ministry and tell them this is, not us, this, is, this is us not trying to bend you to what we want. This is us sowing a seed so you can have what God has for you and we can have what God has for us. And I waited almost three weeks until, the, until I felt the, you know, I don't know how it works with you, but for me, I know when the Lord says now's the time and that's when I did. And I wrote it down. It took me five minutes and I sent it to Pastor Whitfield and I sent it to Pastor Chris and said this is who we are. They came back and they said that's not enough, no. You know, and it crushed me. You know what the Lord spoke to me? He said, most of the time, no's are really not yet's in disguise. And I'm completely honest, what, what we do is we de develop a habit of becoming skeptical because we get so many no's in life or so many things don't work that anything that we approach that looks good, we automatically assume it can't possibly happen for us. And God's going to crush that spirit in true vine. We're going to be used to the blind seeing. We're, we're going to get used to when we touch a blind person, they see right then. We're going to get, yeah, we're going to get used to, we're going to crush the spirit of skepticism the, the, because we're, we've been given a better spirit. 
The Bible says we've not been given a spirit of fear, but the spirit of power, of love, and of a sound mind. That's what we've been given. We're going to show Statesville and the surrounding community what it's like to be sons and daughters and to walk in the fullness of our inheritance. I'm not yelling, but I'm still prophesying. <laughs> this is just a token. This is just a start. This is just a token of what God's going to do through us. But it's a, it's a pretty big token. You broke my cupcake. Look at you. This is, see, this is, a ble- this, is a ble- this is a blessed. Hey, Nate, you'll be blessed for that. <laughs> you know what Jesus said one time? He said, if you, if you just give a, a cup of cold water to one of these little ones, you'll know why lose your reward. My reward is on my, is that, is that orange orange cupcake before we, before we dismiss I really appreciate what you've, what you've done today I want to talk about it again next week obviously there's some that will be here next week that haven't been here and then two weeks guys yeah. <laughs> yeah. just before we're finished one last thing I want you guys to really consider deep intercession for my nieces and nephews we play Thanksgiving football. And this year, our nieces and nephews and my sons and daughters have challenged the old people. The old people. to And we play tackle, by the way. I mean, we're, we just... So I want you guys just to really be just praying, God, that you'll just help them. Because they're going to need it. Their, their hearts will be crushed. Hold on a second. A friend of mine, Tony, just reminded me, um, Pastor Thomas, Pastor Thomas Young, he was at Cochran Street Baptist Church, and he turned it into Cochran Street Bible Church. God started bringing him up. We went down there and played to worship for him, and uh, he thought he had kidney stones last week, went to the doctor, and they said he's got cancer. And the Lord's going to arrest that cancer. But I want us as a body to pray for him. He's a friend of mine, and he's stepping out in things that he didn't know he'd step out. Most of what he's doing, he doesn't even understand by his own admission. But it's a good thing. God's calling him up. And we just want to pray. His church is Cochran Street Bible Church. Let's point our hands that way. Father, for Pastor Thomas, Lord, we speak right now. If, if Statesville's going to be synonymous with the glory, it can't stay inside of True Vine. Lord, let, let your spirit arrest every cancerous cell in his body and let it die in the name of Jesus and restore him with good healthy cells in Jesus name in Jesus name Jesus name thank you for pastor Thomas remember him this week guys I'm excited you know why because we are say it together we are well one more time we are well able we're it's time to possess the land possess the promise we're going to walk into it I love you guys see you next Sunday for the last time here